When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health It's an inside game No toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. I got a very special guest today. I just wanted to dive right into this conversation, man. Let's go. This, this, this is my guy right here. It's my soul brother, Julian Gordon. What up, though? What's going on, man? Yeah, bro, what's going on? Yeah, what man? is it? You say what up, though, in Detroit. We that's say what, what is it in, in Oakland. That's what I say. <laughs> what, what is, is it? it? It's funny, you know, the Oakland Detroit connection yeah. because uh, Detroit, we've we've rocked with Oakland and 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 the music there. From long as I can remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too short, E Forty, Bay Area, Spice One, yeah. You know all these people, but man, you know I can talk to you about. I can easily go and talk to you about real estate, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it's it. It's enough real podcast estate, to be out there. Nah, for that. <laughs> nah, nah, man. This because people. I don't really think people really know who you <laughs> are, bro. And I've heard it. I heard it on the uh, Ash Cash. Um, it was an Ash Cash Inside the party, yeah. yeah. And, Shout out to Ash Cash. And, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, when you start talking about real estate, but I saw a clip and I heard you talking, I was like, nah, this dude, hmm. he know what he talking about. Like, he, he that, get it, man. <laughs> he get it. So I wanted to dive deep into, um, I want to make this statement first. And this is going to probably set this whole <laughs> framework up for the whole conversation. You can only know God as you know yourself. Facts. So there is a statement we just talked about is I am. Yeah. 
and why that's important. And the reason I want to go there is because I read this book, and I don't know if you've read it. It was called How to Know God mm-hmm. by Deepak Chopra. <clears throat> and I read this book in my early 20s. And coming from a Christian background and then listening to something like Deepak Chopra, who may be seen, you know, they may label it New too Age or Eastern. Yeah, Eastern or whatever. But when I read it, I, I, it, it, it clicked in me. It awakened something in me to understand that because there's different levels of, of how God is. And you know what the baseline level of how to know God is? It's the God of basically uh, like protection. Mm. So it's God the protector. Yeah. That's the first level. The parental figure. And that's and that's what what that what it's like to be in that world is like being in survival, fight, flight, protection. Mm-hmm. And why do black people see God as the protector? Because that's the only level that we've been able to attain to. We have not been able to open up. I am yeah. is like level one, two, three, four. It's like level eight. Mm. You know, so let's yeah. let's let's talk more into that. Like, how first of all, how did you even get into and start diving deeper into these principles? Yeah, so my journey began um, when uh, uh, growing up, I grew up Baptist, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, my three of my best friends' dads were actually ministers, and so mm. I was just always around it. And um, I've been baptized like many different times, but uh, um, I went to UCLA for mm-hmm. undergrad, and I was in Westwood, and I lost my connection with religion, um, and mm-hmm. I didn't have a car to go to any spiritual place. So, because um, originally I had only gone to church because my friends were at church, not right. <laughs> not necessarily for God, right? Um, but of course, you know, Scripture says be childlike, and so when you're in that childlike state, that's your closest. For many of us, that's the closest time uh, we feel like God, and so mm-hmm. uh, are closer to the kingdom. So from there. Uh, um, of course, there was a, a nice young woman who was going to church, and mm-hmm. so if I wanted That's to, a good motivator. <laughs> if I wanted to be with that nice young woman, I had to go to church, and right. so and she had a car, so uh, we would dip out on Sundays, and um, and there was a great minister uh, who has some Jamaican roots um, that I really connected with, and was really intellectual about the scripture. What's his and, name? Um, uh, Reverend Noel Jones. I know Noel Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mar- uh, not Maranatha. Uh, Pastor Billy at Maranatha was awesome too. Uh, uh, city of Refuge, City okay. of Refuge, yeah. So I was, um, I was uh, going, 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 and we we separated, um, but uh, I kept going. And um, man, uh, I finally got a car, and my spiritual hunger it kept on growing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to this church consistently, going to this church consistently, and uh, but the hunger was deep, and that church was so big, it was hard to really plug in. It was also a little bit far. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was a Bible study happening at uh, another church, um, uh, at a, another church called Maranatha, a smaller church where there are other people from UCLA that was going. So I started going to that Bible study mm-hmm. on Mondays. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to City of Refuge in, on Sundays, and then I'm going to Maranatha on for Bible study on, on Mondays. And that was cool. And then... It felt like baby food, and <laughs> I get hungry. Right. And so now I'm going to uh, City of Refuge in the morning on Sundays, then I'm going to Maranatha's service on Sundays, and then I'm going to Bible study on Monday. Mm-hmm. That was cool for a while, and then guess what? The hunger came back. Mm. So now I'm going to three services on Sunday, a morning service at City of Refuge, another one at Maranatha, and another one at West Angeles in the mm-hmm. evening, and mm-hmm. Bible study on Monday. And that was cool. Mm. Felt like baby food after a while. 
got hungry. Right. And, um, you know, as I tried to connect with some of the male elders in the church, um, they couldn't answer any of the questions I had. And so I had to go within and start reading the scripture for myself. So I, I committed to read the book by myself. Um, mm. And it took me six months to go through that process, waking up early in the morning to do that. And um, once I actually read it for myself, I saw things that never get taught on church on Sunday. Yeah. Like, You're like me, man. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm a seeker. Yeah. I'm a well, seeker. Well, Inception, we call it inter- Inception, Inner Fitness for Seekers, because you're seeking. That's you what it is. Seek ye the kingdom, right? That's what it is. And he's like, this ain't, you know, and I was the same way yeah. in church, you know? I, I brought I brought my bishop and my pastor stuff that was outside of what they were taught, teaching within the Bible, but like science. Yeah. And But the the blend of science and spirituality, 100%. and I'm like, hey, look at this. Yeah. Did you? Do you know this? Yeah. And they like, oh, no. Like, and I'm like, I was trying to bridge the gap. Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. all there. Right. Um, in fact, uh, I just decoded um, I just decoded the story of Lot. And okay. this is right in alignment with your work because your work is so powerful <laughs> because where's the body is the temple. <laughs> right. The body is the temple. Mm-hmm. The scripture says that God does not dwell in things that are made by man's hand. So right. when you think about what's not made by man's hand, that's the body, that's temple, true. and earth. Yeah. So the work that you're doing is actually essential and critical that we understand that and that we maximize this temple that we have mm-hmm. here. Because if I ask you to point to your temples, where is it? Right. Right here. It's right here. Right. So the kingdom is up here. The kingdom mm-hmm. is within, right? That's what it says in Luke. That's what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so funny because when Jesus says something uh, or people take what Jesus said literally over here, but then they won't accept it over here. So John 1034 says, is it not written in your lives? Say ye are gods. Right. And then the moment that somebody say you're a God, we deny all aspect of that power because we've been conditioned to see God again as God the protector and we're stuck in God of fight or flight. And outside of ourselves. Right. Right. But, but God is within. So there's the OG, the capital G God, right, right? which is the all, right? Mm-hmm. But then we are little gods. We yeah. are children of God. We're yeah. literally children of God. And so to deny that identity, you are, de- uh, you are denying your actual inheritance when you mm. deny your divinity at the same time. And so um, I started moving in the world understanding that I was a God. Mm. Not that I was past tense, that I am a God. I am. Going yeah. back to the I am. And, mm-hmm. you know, Reverend Ike, he says, uh, well, whatever you add to I am shall be added unto you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we add a lot of negative things to I am. I'm broke. Right. I'm sad. I'm tired. Right, mm-hmm. I'm unhappy, and mm-hmm. you actually using the Lord's name vain, in vain when you add anything negative to the right. word "I am." And we know that God calls Himself "I am that I am," and the reason that is done is because it allows for the expansiveness of all that God is. Because the moment you fill in the blank after "I am," you've actually defined yourself as something, and you've actually limited yourself. Mm-hmm. And so. We have to learn how to stay as expansive as possible in our identity, but we wear all these hats and all these labels because we need. We feel that we need to be part of some crew. Right. I am Christian. Now you're part of a crew. You just limited yourself. Yeah. I am Buddhist. Now you're part of a crew. You just limited yourself. I am male. You're part of a crew. You just limited yourself. I am black. You're part of a crew. You just limited yourself. Mm-hmm. As opposed to staying expansive like God is. So what do you think about, and, and so when I hear those things too, I think about what Paul say, um, I become all things to all men, you know? It's like, I can understand. Yeah, I'm black. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Muslim. Yeah. Just to just to be able to identify with you. Yeah. Because if I 
if I can't, you won't identify with me. 100%. Yeah. You know? And so we play these, even in marketing, we play these games. Well, here is this figure now at Inception. And so since you now see this figure here at Inception and because you identify with this figure at yeah. Inception, oh, you know what? It's safe and cool to go to Inception, right? Right. These right, are the, right, right. These are the... These are the games that you have to play these in their psychological or spiritual, whatever. But yeah. losing those titles, man, gives you way God. more space. That's where the freedom is. Infinite. Deepak Chopra talks about infinite possibilities or pure potentiality. And in quantum theory, the moment you observe something, because this is what we're talking about. Yeah. The moment you observe something, all the other possibilities collapse. 100%. I can't look at Jimmy. And look at what's over here at the same time. Yeah. That possibility collapse. Yes. So if I am poor, then nothing else is going to exist. Right? That's and, what and, it is. And the sales, and we go science, the sales. Yeah. The trillions of sales, like, your wish is my command. Because they listen to you. They 100%. eavesdrop on you. They are you. That's it. Mm. And that's why I started picking up. I started literally, bro, going into my body, feeling my sales. My ligaments, my yeah. tissues, and saying thank you. Because this is, when you talk about unconditional love, there's only one thing that's been trying to keep you alive since the moment you got here. And that's your body, 100 percent. 100%. So, um, you know that the earth, again, the mm-hmm. things that God made, the things that God dwells in that have life, that were not made with man's hands, they all have 70% water in them content. Mm-hmm. The earth is 70% water, yep. 71% water. Every cell in our body, 70%, 70% water. water. And so why is water such a theme in the Bible? Fluidity. Fluidity. And it's speaking to the, the Bible's actually uh, uh, one way to view the Bible. Let me put it that way, mm-hmm. is to see it as a manual on how to operate and function not only in our body, but also in our mind. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. So I was decoding the story of Lot. And, you know, there's four ways to uh, there's four ways to uh, read the Bible. Um, there's Peshat, right? There's Sod, there's Darash, and um, Darash, and uh, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. But there's there's the met, there's the literal, right? Mm-hmm. There's the metaphysical, there's the mystery, and then, oh, Ramez. Ramez, okay. right? And that's the... Where uh, do these names come from? Um, these are uh, these are Jewish words that okay. explain um, the different ways to see through these lens. Because you can take the literal and just take the words, but if I say it's raining cats and dogs, right. that don't mean that it's raining cats and dogs. And we know that Jesus spoke it's in parables. It's a microscope. It's a microscope. And, and we know that Jesus said he spoke in parables and even his own disciples didn't understand them. And so there's many people mm-hmm. who teach from the Bible from a literal standpoint, but they don't truly understand it because they can't see beyond the words and what is actually written there. Um, people don't even know that the speed of light is actually in the Bible. Yeah, I've, saw, I've seen that to be decoded. Yeah, yeah. it's in, this, in, in the Bible way before it was actually measured by mm-hmm. a man. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, the number is there. Yeah. So that, it's things like that that let me know that this book is sacred and that um, it, it has significant meaning for us. But the story of Lot, right? Um, did you know that the story of Lot actually represents our fight or flight or freeze no, I response system mm. in the sympathetic nervous system? That's dope. Break that down. Watch this. So Lot, um, the first thing he did when the angels came into Sodom and Gomorrah, what is the first thing he did when they came into his house? And the house usually represents your mind. First mm-hmm. thing he did, he fought. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing he did. Because, yeah, he fought the angel, right? He, he fought to protect the angels. He fought the inhabitants yeah. of, Sod- yeah. of Sodom. And what does Sodom mean? 
sodomines to go against nature or to mm. go against God. Gotcha. That's where you use the word sodomize, right? Yep. Second thing, then he was told to flee. So mm. we have fight and then we have flee, right? So those are the two things. Then when he was told to flee, he hesitated. And not only did he hesitate, his wife hesitated and, and turned back. into a so you have fight, <clears throat> flight, and freeze right there in the story in this character. And, and what is the what is the pillar of salt though? The pillar of salt is um well what did um the Egyptians use to mummify? They use salt. Yeah, so you were dead. Frozen. You were dead. Stuck in the that's, past. That's what that's what yeah. freeze is. That's right? what fear does. And so yeah. um Lot was told to go to the high mountains, which is actually your higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right? Anytime you see a mountain in the Bible, it's usually meaning higher consciousness. Right. right? But he went to Zoar. You mm-hmm. wanna know what Zoar means in Hebrew? Mm. It means place of smallness. And what does fear cause you to do? It cause you to do? Cause you to small. place more. That's crazy, bro. It's all there. It, 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 <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless, but keep Watch going. Watch this. Yeah. Where, where did Jacob wrestle God and see God face to face? Where? At Peniel. What, what was the name of it? Peniel. I know it's Peniel gland, like, right? That's, that's where he wrestled. That's the yeah. word. That's what he named that place. You think that's just like a coincidence? coincidence right. There's he no, just happened to right. name it Peniel? Bro, when you... Before, I mean, there's so many um, there's so many inconsistencies within the Bible, um, books taken out, and all these different things. Yep. But I'm at the place now, and it took me a while to really be here. It don't matter because <laughs> I can see my journey right That's in every true. place that I've been. If I take out one of those pieces of the domino, Mm -hmm. my whole story changes, and it changes the whole meaning of everything. Mm. So everything that was how it was totally put together biblically. Yeah. And I I can tell you that I'm sure if you go to other ancient texts, it can be the same way. But see, we don't, we're not in those texts. Yeah. We're in a text of... Something that we're gravitating to and that we resonate with. Because, Correct. you know, you can go to India and they have a whole different way of how they're supposed to understand God based on their cultural understanding. Fact. And that makes them make it sense for them. Yeah. All roads lead to one place. And all these religions have been like, not all of them, but when, it's, when it becomes divisive, yeah. Pharisee and Sadducee, the word Sadducee, from what I understand, means separatists. Like you're trying to separate us from each other. And look, you vaccinated. I'm unvaccinated. Oh my like, you you know, <laughs> this constant separation is like, bro, like, look at it. It's I went down a whole rabbit hole to say it don't matter. It's all there. Yeah, 100 percent. And you if you open your eyes, not not these eyes, yeah, right? Not the physical eyes. The consciousness, if you get into that consciousness, all of a sudden. Man, those stories are illuminating. It's me. Like, man, to when you were saying that to me, I'm like, yo, I'm getting goosebumps because I know that. It's revealed. It's not because I'm excited about the information, it's because I'm I feel that that's one hundred percent. Because truth. it's about you. Right. It goes back to what you started this with with the I am and self knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's about you. You right. are the main character. Right. And you your are- story. You are the main character. And so, yeah, so whether you take it as factual, right, mm-hmm. or, or you want to look at it metaphorically, there's still riches there. And so mm-hmm. there are people 
who look at it factually or literally and they get cut off from the deeper meanings. And yep. there's people who uh, who um, no longer identify as Christian or any religion that they've left and they throw out the text, but they've thrown out the baby with the bathwater because there's so yeah. much wisdom in there. So they're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of lies in there. Well, you didn't call the Matrix a lie. Right. Because you knew it was a story. I had a thought, man. Like maybe it was maybe it wasn't even a month ago and I was like, I don't know if you knew. I, I at one point wanted to be an evangelist. I was I was gonna that go was into my, ministry. That was my whole I was in ministry. See, I didn't go so, that deep. And I was I was I was so when you say when you were at Noel Jones Church and you're saying it was hard to see, I was at a church where I was at the top. Mm. I'm I'm around the top figures. Yeah. So totally different, right? Yeah. You're so close where you see the emperor naked too. And that, <laughs> that 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 changes your whole perceptions of things as well. Yeah. But I had this after I left these situations, and I explained all of this on one episode called Awakening from the Trauma Matrix Part Part Two hmm. that I do by myself. And I talk about my whole church journey. But yeah, once you, I, I once I got out of that and saw all the bullshit in it, yeah. Like, no, I don't want to pick up a Bible. Yeah. Bro, right. I didn't even want to say God's name. Right. I was so turned off from it. Yeah. But I had a I had a just a feeling. I was like, I need to go pick up my Bible again because I'm gonna see stuff in a totally different way than yep. I ever saw it before. One hundred percent. Because I start seeing it just from knowing the scripture that I do know. Yes. You know? Yes. So now you go back and I think as you as you do that inner work and you start to go up these levels, like you said, God the protector. That's where is that at that's in the Bible? Bible? That's in the beginning. Yeah. That's the Old Testament God. Old Testament, yeah. right? So when we say, oh, God, you know, these transition from old to new. Yeah. When, when the pastors try to explain it, it's like, well, you know, Jesus, he changed that and that, that no longer exists. Well, why? Because the consciousness no longer exists. Elevated. Not the story. Yeah. But you caught up in the story. So I don't want to talk no more, bro. You, you, that will let you... <laughs> Break it all down, man. Like, man, but, but you know I'm, what I'm saying. I'm, well, I'm going through a process of actually uh, rereading with these, with this new, with this new set new of lenses. Lenses, right? With a new set of lenses, um, with a single eye as opposed mm. to with just my two eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at the the literal or the objective, but actually seeing what the deeper meanings are there. And um, and so that looks like me waking up um, at 4 a.m. in the morning and going within myself first through mm-hmm. prayer and meditation, mm-hmm. um, asking for uh, the true meeting to be revealed and then mm-hmm. going through and reading. And, and so that process looks like um, I have my concordance. I have my metaphysical uh, Bible dictionary. Um, I got uh, my phone if I need to search anything. And when I'm reading these stories, so uh, first I'm looking at the names and I want to see the Hebrew meaning of the actual name mm-hmm. because almost every single name in that book has a meaning and when you understand the meaning of the name then it actually puts the story into real context then right. I'm looking at like I'm looking at like the the nouns so if I'm uh, see something like seed I I know that that means thought when I see ground or I see soil I know that that mean, ground means the conscious mind and mm-hmm. then soil means the subconscious mind this is where mm-hmm. if you read the if you read the parable of the sower just based on those three things I told you it'll create a whole new revelation for mm-hmm. you so then I'm looking at the nouns and then I sit back and say yo w- this story on the surface level looks like this but um what does it mean on the deeper level because if you read it on the surface level you'd be like oh that looks like incest 
in the Bible mm-hmm. because he just married his right. bro, uh, his uncle's daughter. Mm-hmm. Like it, that can't be it. Mm. That can't be it. And so when you realize that, no, nah, that can't be right. That can't be why this is here. And you are truly seeking the deeper meaning. You keep knocking on the door, the door will be open. And so um, some mornings the door is kicked wide open for me, mm-hmm. and I'm able to document those things like with the story a lot. And some some uh, times I have to just keep on knocking. <laughs> and it's interesting you say about the some mornings because again I've been naturally doing this. Yeah. Without picking up a Bible, like you know, floating. You're gonna float today, first of all. Yep. I've got so many insights. Yeah. When things, and it's funny how you do it in the morning. If things are slowed down. You, we trying to take in this type of knowledge, yeah. and and while we're full, you know why there's no real space. Mm. You can't read that. You can't read that when it's a biz, bunch of busyness. It, why is prayer, prayer and meditation so prevalent? Yeah, because it's slowing you down. So close the door to your closet. Yeah, you got to slow it down. And once that you slow that down, and you get the space to be able to take some in and let stuff go as yeah. well. So. You know, those those morning thoughts that I get, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be in my head and I'll be like, wow, this is some deep stuff I'm going through. That I'm And it, and it got deeper during the pandemic because everything slowed down. Everything slowed down. I mean, to get uh, to get to beta, uh, meditation is the meditation is the easiest and cheapest and most free way to get to beta. But, of course, all the technology that you have at Inception, that only accelerates the process if you have access to those modalities. I know a lot of the things there are expensive, but if you don't have anything, mm-hmm. you can just go into nature. You can go into yourself. You can go into meditation. And that's going to if if. If you develop your practice well enough and you're able to shut the thoughts out of the mind, what does it say? Take no thought, right? Mm-hmm. Close the door to your closet. Go within. If you are able to just practice that alone, um, it will get you to that more receptive space where you actually lose senses of the body. So if that's what the float tank does. With the float well, tank. Well, you're going to theta. Yeah. That's okay. what you're going to. Tell Do you, you educate me. This is yeah, your yeah. world. No, it's theta. So beta is a fi- faster moving frequency. Got it. So when you Excuse look at me. all the band, the bandwidths of the frequency. So what's the bottom? The bottom is delta. Okay. That's sleep. Got you. So in that cycle, you you're not gonna get too much waking downloads. Understood. Theta alpha. Yeah. You want to be in between those. Okay. Got and in you. the float tank, you're in theta. And then beta is. Beta is cognition. Okay. That's Excuse faster me. moving. And then it's gamma is above that. So when we did the brain maps with these people for years, when people closed their eyes, guess what we saw? Theta alpha. Beta dominance. Oh, they're, they're still they're thinking. They're stuck. They're still thinking. With the eyes closed. And then That's eyes, worry. That's worry. Yeah. That's worry. And guess what happened when the eyes are open a lot of times? And this, let's talk about the prefrontal cortex when we would look at this. And this is the decision making. Yeah. And we will look at the frequencies here. Beta should be dominant here in the frontals. Okay. Mainly on the left. This is where we get this idea that I'm left brained. Is this no, it's beta is a faster moving frequency in this area of the, of the brain, too. Yeah. There's a denser level of neurons. They're closer together. So they're going to fire more quickly. Yeah. So that's where you get the whole left brain, right brain, right? Right. That's a piece of it. But when people would close their, open their eyes and we would have them doing a specific task in the frontals, all of a sudden, like, delta and theta frequencies would go very high. Because you're going into imagination, right? Well, the problem was that 
you don't want them going that way. You want to be able to, this is an execution manager. You want to be able to execute. Mm. But in the front, for a lot of people, it was the exact opposite. So when we looked at brain patterns, all we saw was a series of reversals. And those reversals happen based on the brain and the body adapting to the environment. So eyes open, I'm in a daze. Mm. Eyes closed, I'm wired. Got Internal you. world is just yeah. so much wrestling, so much going on. People come to us all the time. I can't shut my mind down. Yeah. Of course. Of course you can't shut your mind down. And then with eyes open, delta, theta, subconscious land, yeah. you, ain't even, you ain't even in your right mind. You don't even have the ability to drive your life. You're living subconscious. So the the language you just said there about being in your right mind, this is what's actually in scripture because it says cast your net to the what? To the right side. Mm. When they were casting their net, their, the ne- boats, their right? neural network, yep. when they were casting their neural network to the left brain, they couldn't catch anything. <sighs> Bro. They could not catch right. anything. Yeah. So he said cast your net to the right side. Came up with so much substance. Mm-hmm. So much abundance. Right, right. So they brain. went to the creative, the right brain, mm-hmm. the imaginative, the creative. Okay. So this is this is the power of when you're able to d- dissect and decode the scripture in that way. Mm-hmm. The other thing about um a quick another quick one for you is um the story of Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? That's perceived that literally that Jacob stole Esau's blessing. Right. Isaac actually represents the subconscious mind which is blind. <laughs> Right. Okay. And how did Jacob appeal to Isaac? He used the five senses. Smell. Mm. He made the stew. Right. Taste was also the stew. Touch was putting on hairy skin to pretend like he was Esau. Right. right. Then sight was, did not need to be there because Isaac was blind. Mm-hmm. The last one is voice. And when Isaac heard Jacob, he said, you sound like Jacob, but you're telling me you're Esau. Because at that point, the voice does not matter. It's actually the fact that Jacob said, I am Esau. So if you want to convince the subconscious mind and actually get the blessing, you actually have to use and tap into as many of the five senses as possible to convince the subconscious mind that you are who you say you are, and then you will get the blessing. This is um, sermon by Neville Goddard and Reverend Ike um, talking about the feeling gets the blessing. Mm. And so that that allegory is there. If you want to look at it allegorically, you can look at it literally, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to look at it allegorically, it's telling you how to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you get the blessing that you deserve. And Jacob's name was known as Trickster, right? As Trickster. Yeah. Yep, or a uh, wrestle, uh, wrestler, basically. Yeah. yeah, and we wrestle with what? Yeah. Wrestling with our... Within. With ourselves. Yeah, but you have to... But it's not tricking other people. It's right. actually tricking the subconscious mind by cutting off the objective. So Esau is your objective mind. Esau was the one who was red and that was hairy, dealing with the hunting and the animalistic side. That's what hunters brain. do. You have to... We always say... When you go into fight or, fight or flight, your lid is flipped. You're going into that Esau, right? Correct. You're going into that Esau mode. He was an expert hunter. Yeah. You, that's fight or flight. Survival. That's what it is. And for us, we've been living again. Yeah. We talk, we first, first level, got a protector. We can't go past this 
until we deal with this. 100%. And we flip that brain back into, again, this is your hind part of your brain. That's primal. Mm. Go here. Oh, look. Prefrontal cortex there. Mm. We said about beta, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that's where a lot of us, we got it reversed. Beta with eyes closed and eyes open, it yeah. ain't even firing for people. Stuck. The first and, shall be last and the last shall, last be, shall first. be first. And it's not until we reverse these things internally, yeah, you know, um, that we can really tap into, again, what we talked about, tapping yeah. into the kingdom, right? Like that, the net, the neural net. Now you got the internet. The internet is the same way, too. 100%. Why, why do so many people, I heard, I heard a TED talk you did, and you were talking about um, you were doing it for uh, school and college. college students, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was so interesting how you were breaking it all down. It was like, you know, if somebody taught that to me back way back when, I probably would have wanted to go to school. We got so many different backgrounds. I didn't go to school like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to college, then I went to a technical school. Yeah. Um, because why? Because I was the generation you were talking about, and I was asking questions. And it didn't make sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. But when you start breaking it down in that way of 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 understanding, why am I even doing this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like why am I why am I just going to school? Like and what am I gonna get out of it? What do you say? Twenty five percent graduate? Oh yeah, the graduation rates for four year institutions is atrocious. In fact, we shouldn't even call them four year institutions anymore. Most of them are six year institutions. So, and they make more money off of you in the fifth and sixth year. I, I went down that whole topic. Because um, the fact that you don't, you got you got an internet in your pocket, and some people casting everything on the left, you know, versus all this rich stuff on the right side. Yep. Mm. Yep. You only gonna take in where you are here. You're not even gonna gravitate to this. No. A lot of people will never gravitate to this podcast, yeah, bro. Yeah, but you know. W- uh, these whole these whole things around uh, Instagram feeds and things of that nature they just uh, re- replicate exactly how um, replicate exactly how the mind and manifestation works. Absolutely. So if <laughs> you if you go in there to your Instagram phone, if you watch something, Instagram gives you some points. Yeah. Right. If you uh, watch it to the end, they give you some more points for that kind of content. Yeah. If you heart it, they give you even more points. If yeah. you comment on it, they give you more points. If you follow that person, they give you more points, and all of a sudden. You start getting more of exactly what you've demonstrated. Now, watch this. Mm-hmm. Here's what people don't understand in terms of manifestation and how it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. If you watch a police brutality video to the end, guess what you tell the algorithm? That I, I want, do more, want more of that. I want more police brutality videos. Yes. And you're like, wait, I hate police brutality. Mm-hmm. But it's where you give your attention. Absolutely. Wherever you give your attention, that is what is drawn back unto you. And so if you can understand that from a social media platform and you can do the same thing with your mind, wherever you give your attention to, that is what is going to return to you. And so oftentimes, especially as black folk in this country, we give our attention to all the oppression and things that are working against us. And we're not giving any attention to that which we want. You go ask some of these leaders, what is your vision for the future? They don't have one. They can't tell you a vision. They can tell you everything about their oppressor. Everything about the system that they're against, but they cannot tell you what they are for. They have no vision. And where there is no vision, the people, people will perish. perish. And you 
you can tell everything about the oppressor, but you can't tell me that you've you've somehow cut off being codependent to them. <laughs> you you know everything about them from that standpoint, yeah. but not from the standpoint that you are in a relationship with the enemy. Yeah. Because if you keep talking about a white supremacist system, well, where the hell is your system that pushes back? Where's your new wine skin? Where's your new wine? And that's, bro, it, if we said nothing else on this podcast, that right there, I've been saying this in my head. I'm like, man, the, the, the internet is mimicking how life works. Yeah. We mimic, it, we mimic God in every single you way. You only can create more of what's present. Everything in here is created based on something that already exists. Facts. Facts. We, as man, we mimic God, right? So mm-hmm. where do we get the idea from an airplane? We saw a bird and was like, oh, yeah, we right. can defy gravity. Mm-hmm. Where do we get the idea for a submarine? We saw a dolphin or a fish. We're like, this got to be possible. Where do you get an idea for a device that we hold in our hands that actually streams information? The cloud, you, you, you know, if they open you up, they can't find memory. Or the mind. You, it's, you stream it. <laughs> we stream consciousness. Divine Just like downloads. your phone, you stream it. So I always tell people, what's blocking your stream? Well, if you're stuck in, again, you're in primal mode yep. and no prefrontal cortex and no space and casting your net on the left, well, you're not going to get these riches. That's why I call it the show Inner Wealth, bro. People missing it. Because that's the source. That's that's it. That's the source. <laughs> that's, that, that is the source. That is the source. What did Jay-Z say? Put me anywhere on God's green earth. I'll triple my worth. I what? think he knows this stuff. Oh, yeah. He I, said, I, well, he said it. He said this spiritual shit really works. No, He's, yeah. Like, he got turned on to something. Because I even saw an interview. He said, man, look, it's genius in all of us. Yeah. And I was like, dude, it, it is. But he's been calling himself Jehovah. Right. God MC. He's been calling it. Mm. The whole time. Right. Nas album, I Am. Right. Like, these are worse. KRS probably, KRS One knows it on a whole nother level. Yeah. I've heard KRS, that. man, mm. he know it on a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, as artists, started to recognize the power of their word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that word didn't just have to be on a track, but that it applied to any other aspect of their life. <laughs> Bro, um, recently we... Uh... So we had on Comedy Central, we had um, Charlemagne, mm-hmm. his show about Inception, went on World Star, got five, close to five million views. That's five million people that's seen Inception's name. That's, that's millions of people now have this consciousness, and it's not about Inception as the, the physical location. Right. Mm. Inception, what's the first two words, two letters of Inception? In. Within, yeah. Right? And it's the beginning of something new. Mm. If it just sparks you to even think about changing your life, that's that's what we're doing. We're trying to help people find the kingdom and get back to their true selves. Yeah. But they've we we give our power away, like willfully. Oh, don't you know that you are God? No, not me. I ain't got that power. Yeah. I'm a wretch. Yeah, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. A sinner. A sin in archery literally means to miss the mark. Miss the mark, okay? right. And repent means to change your mind. It means to change your mind. And mm. so so we've uh, there are many people who identify as a sinner. And here's what I tell them. If you really believe you're a sinner, go find the youngest child in your family, mm. okay? And hold them to your face. And I want you to call them a sinner 100 times to their face. 
Mm. You won't even get past 10 before you realize that it's not true. That that child is not born into sin. Yeah. What do you mean? Right. Do we make mistakes? Do we sin? Do we miss the mark? Yes. yes. But if I only shoot basketball, right, occasionally, right, I'm working on my three-point shot, I shoot occasionally, right? Am I a basketball player? No, because I don't do it frequently enough. Mm. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, they play every single day. This is why they are called basketball players. So if I sin or I miss the mark occasionally, my identity is not a sinner. Have I sinned? Have I missed the mark? Yes, in many areas of my life. But that is not my identity. I know that I'm a child of God, and that comes first before anything. And I stand in that identity, and I'm always working to be in alignment with that as my highest identity. And so, yeah, there's there's language and things that we say and um, things that you have to accept to be part of some of these larger cliques. Um, and when you really read the New Testament in terms of religion, Jesus... <laughs> Jesus was actually, oh gosh. He was against Jesus, the church. He was against the church. <laughs> he was against the church, bro. He was against the church. Yeah. What people don't know is that, one, God is not Christian. <laughs> right. The Bible is not Christian. It is a Hebrew book mm-hmm. that Christians happen to use a lot. Right. And Jesus wasn't Christian. Right. So what are we really talking about? I mean, honestly, honestly, I, uh, don't shoot me. There's so many stories that Jesus didn't even exist. Like, and there's so many, there's so many um, figures that becomes before Jesus, Horus, yep. Dionysus, uh, Krishna, uh, Buddha. Same story. Well, all the same story. So, so caught up in the story. Yeah. But miss the message. Miss the message. 100%. And don't, and don't, again, yeah, Wizard of Oz, The Matrix, all these stuff, man, they're trying to point you back inward. Yeah, 100%. So, it's, so... Some people who believe that it's historical fiction, right? And here's how historical fiction works is that you tie in actual elements of history to story to make it feel real. So mm-hmm. just because Kansas, which is an actual place that you were aware of, is in the Wizard of Oz, does that it make makes, it makes the, the story of, feel real? It makes it feel real. Right. And and that's that's a good thing from a literary standpoint. So you have to ask yourself if there's three thousand something characters in the Bible and we can't actually identify thousands and thousands and thousands of them that they we can't verify that thousands and thousands of them actually existed then where does that leave you and does it actually matter if they didn't exist or they do exist does it matter to your understanding and to your connection to god does it actually matter if they were flesh or blood it it does when you are in um less the next level of God, maybe say if you're out of fight or flight, now you're in more egotism because a lot of people in the religion, mainly Christianity, from my standpoint, what I see, that it is too much wanting to be right yeah. about it. My, I got the franchise on God. You don't. You're going to hell for what you believe. No, I, I'm good. I got saved. You ain't saved. Yeah. This, this idea that I got something that you don't got, I follow something that you don't follow, I'm greater than you. And back down to be a, being a Sadducee, <laughs> you just separated yourself from. That's it. You know, it's so funny. It was a, it was this show called Messiah on Netflix. Yeah, saw you saw it. it? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> what did you think of that? It's I like it really, if if that happened, it would be people would miss it. Jesus is all walking amongst us because we are that. Yes. But how we treat each other, we you know 
we've we've lost the message and the understanding of yeah. it. Yeah. So the highest identity now actually it's not the highest identity, it's actually the lowest identity. Which one? I am right. Mm. If once you've established that, then there's no conversation. No, 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 can come there's out. no yeah. no conversation to be had. And so going back to the Garden of Eden, garden being our mind, right? Mm. The Garden of Eden, the cherubim being our uh, cerebrum of our brains, our left and right cerebrum. You go back to the garden, and it wasn't the apple. It was it, once they tasted the apple, right, of from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and they tasted the sweetness of the fruit of that. There's no apples that grow in that region, by the way. Just right, just in case, in case you know, <laughs> right. Um, but anyways, um, once you taste mm. this feeling of I'm right and you're wrong. Mm. That is where separation begins. Mm. Yeah. That's now powerful. I know what good now I know what good and evil is, or I'm going to dictate what good is evil is. And when yeah. I feel right, that's what an apple tastes like. The sweetness of an apple. So okay, let's break this down because so why did the woman eat it? Have you gotten to that yet? I have not got there. My my so one, we know that women have been demonized in almost right. every single religion and, and first and foremost. And mm. these books were written by men and Hebrew doesn't have a neuter for gender, so it went uh so when a male writer is writing it down, he's gonna use the pronoun that works for him. Mm. So now we see that the divine feminine gets cut out from the text and right. and so now you see Father God. But I don't know if any if if as above, so below, what other creation can happen without the divine feminine? Bro, and even if yeah. I manifested as a man, I have feminine in me. My mother said, is in it, me. I always said, man, if, if, if God was in any gender, it would be more female than if it was male. From my feeling, you know, it doesn't mean that, again, they're both. It, that's both, energy. It's God is all. God is all. God right? is all. So how is it but, just that? But to, to make one more dominant, and you chose the the one that because not even dominant as the only. The only, because from last time I looked, uh, Earth gives us life, and only thing that can give us actual life is feminine energy. It takes. It can take the seed. Yep. But that it receives. You. But I said to somebody, I said, man, it's amazing how a woman can take one drop of sperm and make a damn human being. It's absolutely like, amazing. But it's what's what's even more amazing is how women are probably the most uh, greatest attendees of church and religious institutions. Yet they've been cut out of these mm. institutions, and they still call God the Father and don't recognize well, again, any of the divine that, feminine. That's a mental health issue, bro. Because if you don't see yourself in God, it's, it's no different than them making Jesus white and black people are like, why you make Jesus white? It's not about race. I don't even care what it color was. But I just know that you're telling me to serve basically a man and that God is a man and that therefore I am not in God. Mm. That just doesn't make sense to me. When you know the power of the creative force that is in your womb and that you know you are also made in the... It says, let us make man in our image. That's us, right? Male and female, he created. Most people don't even know that in Genesis 5, it says Adam is a man and a woman. Adam was not just a man. Well, that makes sense. But it took woman out of what? <laughs> you were already there. What what have you seen? Have you studied anything on gluttony? Because you notice we're going through this gluttonous time, right? No, but gluttony I, is becoming a no. I haven't studied gluttony as a as a concept. Yeah, we we're at a space where more is everything. Mm. 
well, let me. How much Netflix shows can I watch? Like, like, and we don't understand that's like changing our experience on how we feel internally too. Because the more stuff like with even with pornography, the more porn you watch, the more that you can't even. You need more of it to have mm. the same type of feeling. The more weed you smoke, you're going to need more of it to try to create the same type of feeling. Yeah, it's the law of diminishing returns. Um, so if you're hungry and I give you one apple. You're like, oh, that was good. And and then I give you another apple. You're like, oh, that was good. But now you're full. Once I give you that third apple, that third apple doesn't have the same value right. that the first two had because now you're at capacity. And so I do, while I believe 100% in abundance, I also believe that abundance comes from being aware of what is enough for you. Yeah. Because if you uh, don't have an enough number or enough vision, then... You will always be chasing more, thinking that more is merrier. And the, the, the problem with the game of more is that there's no end in sight. That's a very dangerous game. It's a very dangerous because you cannot win. Next Because next thing you know, you know what? Next thing you know, you got an island. You got an island. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. And then you having sex with little girls. I know that seems like an extreme, but the reason why I'm saying that is that happened. Because somebody got so much, nothing can satisfy you, bro. You mm. need to do something that I need to I need to build a spaceship and go to Mars. You see? Yeah. This you see the rich white folks, right? Yeah, With, yeah, yeah. That's cause we not there, so we don't know. But yeah. once you have everything up until that point, bro, what is even worth living for? You got everything. Mm. Like and now you can't conjure up a new feeling because everybody is bowing down to you and you have everything you ever wanted. But they don't. Gluttony. Again, if you go look, that's what I'm asking about gluttony, how it can lead you to a place that, you know, you would never, you would never be satisfied. Yeah, that's, that is the, that is the dark space that I think some people who are uh, chasing, 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 they're, mm -hmm. they're just chasing. And um, that, they had an idea that having this would satisfy me. Once I got, I'll be successful when, or mm. I'll be happy when. Mm. One of the darkest feelings is actually getting the thing that you thought would make you this. I still feel the same. <laughs> yeah. And so somebody who is in that space, they think they have everything they want, but they obviously don't because mm. they're still chasing something else. Right. And it's usually something that is within, not something that is without. It's not going to be another achievement, another bullet on your resume, another right. trophy, another award. It is going to be a better understanding of who you are, what brings you joy. And when you really get down to what brings people joy, it's the simple things. And in fact, if they released some of the things that make life more complex, they would have more joy. 
but because they're in the game of comparison, which is the number one killer of happiness, then they are afraid to release those things because they've created the perception that these things are what have made me joyful and better than you. And therefore, I'm not going to release those things. Yeah. You've been to, you traveled to quote unquote third world countries and looked at a man or a woman or a kid on the street who you know has a fraction of what you have materially. And they're happy. <laughs> and you've seen more joy yeah. in their eyes yeah. than your own at that moment. Bro, I wanted to say Martin. It's not a third world country, but it's an island. <laughs> um, I saw a guy, it was like maybe nine o'clock in the morning. This not even maybe earlier than that, maybe seven o'clock. He was just sitting on a stoop, <laughs> swinging his legs with a damn chicken crossing the road, bro. And I and I felt every bit of that. Mm. This dude don't got a care in the world. He's sitting on that stoop, just like seven o'clock in the morning, chicken chasing the, a dog chasing the chicken, and I can feel that. Yeah, I had some. Um, I think a friend of mine told me it was like it was an Amish family and they drove in front of him and they were just waving at him mm. and his family. Yeah. And he can sense. He's like, man, he said it did something to me because mm. you can feel they don't have what you got, what they got, they, that happiness. Yeah. Think about it. And I said the other day, I was in my mind the other day and I said, you know, I, I need my I need my innocence back. Be childlike. And I was like, I need my innocence back. I'm not I'm not having as much fun as I was. And then I had the thought about it. I said, well, what did I have when I was a kid? What was I even Almost doing? Nothing. And so I, I, I picked up on basketball, bro, went to play ball. That's what I do. And, and I went to play ball, man. I got my lungs open, man, oxygen <laughs> to my brain. And I was like, what the hell have I been doing? Because I'm running around trying to help people turn inward. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I need to make sure I stay right in that place of, of I don't want to call it ignorance is bliss, but the place of where I could, like, yeah, you childlike, childlike, for sure. So many people chasing the bag with bags under their eyes. Right. <laughs> chasing the bags with bags under their eyes. That's not a good look. Right. That's not a good look. I've been there. Yeah. And I, I don't say that uh, to judge. I've been there. I, yeah. I slipped into workaholism um, in part because of the root. A root of comparison and in mm -hmm. this chase and mm -hmm. now that i've gotten more tapped into my frequency and realize that everything uh, that um my vibration is what it, it is attractive right i don't care how you think i look in a mirror it's my vibration that is attractive and once i started to understand that then i i got the chance to stop chasing the things and just be uh elevate my vibration right you want to mm. get a higher paying job then get a higher vibration yeah and your experience has to line up. It is called the law of resonance. It is called the law of resonance. If I have a, if I have a tuning fork and there are two tuning forks and they're the same frequency, I hit one and it starts to vibrate. Mm -hmm. This one has to excite and resonate. It will excite and resonate because it is at the same frequency. Right. So what does that mean is that when you are vibrating at a certain frequency, the... Yes, the material things. When you seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added to you. These material things that are also on that frequency, whether that is a life partner, whether that is a car, certain type of car, a certain type of house, certain type of wardrobe, certain type of food, those things will have to show up in your experience because it matches your frequency. If you are in a car, right, and you hear music that you do not like, then what do you do? Turn it off. 
you change the frequency. Mm -hmm. You change yeah. the dial to another frequency until you arrive at something that you enjoy. Right. And so that is the responsibility that we have, but we, we look outward instead of inward, and um, this is where the issue is. Yeah, and, 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 and when we look at the world, we start thinking about the world, you know, I, I start really breaking it down. Like, it, look, there is no world like you think. There's, it's only what you feel oh on the inside God. that creates all of your feelings. That's all we're doing. We're looking for feeling. People are chasing things, but at the what's behind the thing? What is it that feel. you... You want a feeling. You literally want a chemical reaction right. to unfold inside of you. Mm -hmm. That is at the root. That's what it is. You think, that, mm -hmm. and you think that that you assume that that thing is going to give you that, that feeling. Right. That man, that woman, that car, that house, that job. You think that that thing is going to give you that feeling, and it may just like a new car smell. It may mm -hmm. give you that feeling initially, but it wears off. It wears off unless you stay in a state of gratitude, right? And you treat it like a new car, a new relationship, a new job every single day. I tell that story of my first time brain training and how after afterwards I didn't even want a new car. And then I had to sit and think, well, why did I want a new car? And I said, I don't want a new car. I want to, I want to feel better about myself. It, it's powerful, man, when you really get down. And I, I call it remove the middleman from your emotions because you're getting pimped. Mm. From... Every little ad that's showing you, you need this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this was gonna give you this. What did you say about? What did you say about Esau and Jacob and the senses? The feeling gets the blessing. Well, what is marketing? What is branding? They're trying <laughs> to sell you a feeling. The American dream is a feeling. Yeah. It is not the house, the car, and these uh, the nuclear family. It is a feeling. You, that would that would honestly, and I think that we're gonna have to. We at some point we're gonna have to. Uh, come to terms with our systems and our systems are breaking down now because they are no longer serving us and as we start to raise this level of consciousness I don't know if capitalism is going to be able to stay because if everybody got to this idea that my body is a pharmacy and it creates all my feelings and I just want certain feelings then what would happen to the market people wouldn't buy stuff you wouldn't buy stuff as much as you would we throw more food away than we actually eat that's crazy you know? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Most of the jobs out there are bullshit jobs. Don't nobody want to do those jobs? That's why you see it happening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going through this shift. It's actually, uh, I'm, so I know the shift is going to be painful for people who aren't willing to adapt, mm -hmm. but I'm actually excited for the shift um, mm -hmm. uh, on the other side, which is, you know, as technology eats away and automates um, some of these jobs, what that does for me, what I see, is that it puts pushes people towards their purpose mm -hmm. because they have to ask themselves, what can I do that a computer can't do or another person can do in another country for cheaper? What is my unique value contribution to the world? And that is going to be your purpose. And so, and it's your genius that you need genius. to tap into. We all got it. It's all, everyone, everyone. It's in your DNA. <laughs> I was watching, uh, just watching somebody ride one of these like bicycles and throw the bowls from their feet into the I'm like, yo, that's that's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look at NFTs now. Look at this virtual space that we're creating. Yeah. It's just about people's genius and everybody, somebody like your stuff. Yeah. Somebody like your genius. Everybody might not like your genius, but somebody like the fact that you know how to run on a log. 
<laughs> Joey Chestnut, what, he gets paid $10,000 by Nathan Hot Dogs to eat 42 hot dogs in like 12 minutes or something like that? Mm. I don't care how obscure your genius, your talent is, there is a way to monetize it. Yeah. It will attract energy. That's all money is, is stored energy. And But here's the next question, too. Again, with our consciousness, does it need to be monetized or it just needs to be appreciated? Because that is what monetization is. It's appreciation. It's the attention. If I got my eyes on you and I find value in what you're doing, then I give you what? I pay attention. This is correct. The only thing is, uh, the only thing that's challenging us right now is the increased cost of living. Especially, you know, with me being in real estate, the cost mm-hmm. of housing. If I love spending bowls on my feet, but my rent is right. actually $2,000 a month, I got to figure out a way to translate that into stored energy, which is money, so that I can actually pay this rent if yeah. I don't currently own anything. So that's the, that's the challenge uh, yeah. uh, in order to do that. Um, well, that's, and that's what I said. At some point, have you ever looked at Jock Fresco's work? No. With the resource-based economy? No. Oh, man, you got to look at Jock Fresco's work, okay. resource-based economy. He's a futurist who's, I mean, he's, he's recently passed on, but he's been talking about this for 30, 40 years. All the resources, there's no reason for you even have a job. Oh. But again, it's, it, it has to be a major shift of consciousness, and I don't necessarily think that his, uh, his resource-based economy solves all the problems, and that's... What's going to solve the problems is our consciousness. Agreed. But we, we can't even have this conversation until we shift the consciousness because or or we just going to keep looking at this Bible and seeing these stories as the same old that we've been seeing them. Which hasn't led us to a better world. Right. And so the illumination from the inside allows us to say, oh, you know what? This is a better way of doing it than capitalism because, you know, anytime you think about anything outside of capitalism, they throw the, the programming of, well, you're a socialist on there. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like. You know, no, let me diminish you real quick. Yeah. So from a resource-based economy, if we actually had a better understanding of the assets that were within us in mm-hmm. our community, we could avoid taxes because I could just barter with you. Yeah. I could just barter with you. And when I barter and exchange service with you without a dollar exchange and it's just energy exchange, that's, you can't be taxed. And that crypto, if they, if they couldn't tax it, so, isn't that kind of a form of crypto? The only thing with crypto is right now, there's no value. Uh, no, I won't say there's no value being created. Right now, it's just the exchange of coins. But at the end of the day, right now, crypto is also a fiat currency. Mm. There's nothing really backing right. Right. it. I would love an economy where there is, like, I created value in this way for you, et cetera, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. here's, and that's where money came into play is, like, I had a cow, right? And mm-hmm. you had 100 apples. And I wanted... 25 apples, but you didn't want 25% of a cow right. at that moment. So we wrote a piece of paper called an IOU, and that's where money got created. So there's nothing evil about money. It was right. just a document that I had created value for you, right, by um, by growing my orchard. Or you had the—no, but you, you create grew your orchard. You put thought energy into it, time, resources. You hired people, et cetera. That was energy that now— I want access to right here, right now. So we needed to create a piece of paper to show this value exchange so that you could come get 25% of a cow later on. Mm -hmm. So um, if we can figure out how to do that without governments. It's going to be figured out, but I don't know if it's going to be figured out in our lifetime for sure. Um, Yeah. But, um, you know, that's that's pretty quick. I mean, crypto is 
the way we're innovating in crypto being a close first step to moving from uh, a space of no taxes, because I don't have anything against taxes. It's just that I believe that I am a better steward of my economic resource than the government is. Right. So I believe that I'm going to create more value in the community in the world when I'm a steward of this rather than you. I've seen you waste money on a whole bunch of stuff like war. And I don't agree with that. So I would actually rather like to use my money or not. I don't even actually I don't even consider money mine. I'd rather use the money that I've been blessed with that I now have stewardship over in the way that I desire. Um, so and in fact, taxes, interesting enough, they actually um, they actually activate me to double down on everything that is happening mm. and build momentum. Because come December 31st, I actually want to have reinvested as much of my profit as possible back into the business. Otherwise, I'm going to get penalized. Get penalized so taxes right. actually incentivize me right. to reinvest back into my business to expand in my movement because it's more of a movement than a business to expand it and grow it. And so that that's the positive perspective that I have on oh, taxes. Right, right. Yeah. At some point, I think, again, the whole is just changing so fast, like all of these different uh, technologies and technology will allow us to solve a lot of our problems and get away from a lot of... Um, waste and inefficiencies yeah you know the system the wellness system or the sick system of healthcare. yeah you know it's like that don't have to be like that what's your vision for it but but it's like that because it makes money you know <laughs> and they're gonna say oh go take this five dollar magnesium that's gonna help you because you're magnesium deficient no yeah. go take this drug or or you need some surgery or whatever you know it's like it's not really getting to the so really the conversation is about root getting to the root of issues and solving those and fixing those inefficiencies. Yeah, a lot of our inefficiencies are man-made that continue to create inefficiencies. But the beautiful thing about them being man-made is that they can be man-solved. Yeah, like the inef- from a higher level of consciousness, right? From a higher level of consciousness, and it's the same thing. Like really, to be honest with you, if you were a pastor and you just shared this message. You know, about what you see, and we know, uh, this is the real temple. Then why you got this building? Facts. Would the building exist anymore? It's probably not. It's real, uh, Most churches are one of the uh, worst real estate investments in the entire world. I mean, yeah, you buy this mega church. You're using it at full capacity for four hours over the course of an entire week. Right. Right? That's like, uh, like stop putting money into the building fund, y'all. Tithe to yourself first, to your temple, which is Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Tithe there first. And if your church is feeding you, if your minister is feeding you, yes, always sow into anything that is feeding you. But don't blindly just give 10% to an institution because you think that's what's going to get you to heaven. Heaven ain't out there. It ain't after you die. The kingdom of heaven is here and now. It says it right there. It's interesting. You got to go and give, you know, you have a group that gives a certain amount of money to these, uh, the nonprofit and you, if they're taking that money and becoming good stewards of it, you should see a return back to those same people who gave, right, within the community. Yeah. But you typically don't see that. Fact. You know, like where are the homes built? Where's the real estate built? Well, I'm going to buy a plane so I can fly it. Well, do we all get access to that plane? No. But you needed $65 million. If you, crazy, if you flew 
the rest of your life, first class, you wouldn't even spend $65 million. If you chartered a private jet and flew your family for the rest of your life, you probably wouldn't spend $65 million. Yeah, I just want more transparency. I, I, I would want more transparency. I really believe that I believe that churches can be banks. I think they can operate as banks. Rather than taking all these tithes and offerings and actually putting it into a bank that, is, uh, that does not have ownership in the community, mm. the church could actually be the bank and actually offer loans to all of its members to actually mm -hmm. provide housing and build housing around that community for its members, the church could have been it. It's, it's been the, it's been the, it's almost a forced for those that are able to convince their members to tithe. It's almost a forced savings plan. It's just that the members aren't benefiting except for some spiritual food. Hopefully, it's not baby food that they're getting on a Sunday. Have you Bro, seen I these uh these uh city banks that create? L.A. is creating a bank. No. Like the city. A public bank is mm. what it's called. It's one of the first public banks. Okay. Like imagine your little city having a bank and then you can go in just like what you just said. Yeah. It's the same concept. But it's not it's not from a, a private bank. It's yeah. from the actual community you live in. So somebody should take that idea with uh as you're saying about, you know, churches being I'm gonna create a bank. I'm gonna create a bank. Um I'm just figuring out what the business model is. I just I I know that um I would be a great steward of the money of people who who listen to me, who follow me and and beyond and that uh I can give people a hundred times return on what they're getting at Bank of America. Bank of America is giving you point zero three percent interest yeah. right now. I could give you three percent. I have many people who need loans for real estate development projects, et cetera, that will pay eight to 12% to borrow that money, I can give you 3%. So I'm in the process of figuring out how to do that and how to do it without having to get a bank charter. Um, uh, of course, with the bank charter, you can use a fractional reserve banking system mm -hmm. and you can multiply uh, any deposits by basically 10 right. with that. But um, I want to do it uh, without being so leveraged and without having to... Um, uh, without having to manipulate or get over on customers in the way yeah. that banks do. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through that every single day. Like uh, overdrafts and all that. So let's talk about it here. We, we, talking about, we talked about the lower, the first level of God, fight or flight, and that keeps everything scarce. Yeah. So now, you know, we, we really took the conversation to a higher level of consciousness. Us bringing this internal wealth, yeah. this inner wealth, and manifested it outwardly. Yeah. And you just described one of the things and how you want to manifest and and change the system because we kind of change and break through inefficiencies. Yeah. And that's what Inception is about. I'm creating my own system that's really doing it in a systematic way that's different than the other way because the other way there's too many inefficiencies yeah. on your mental, emotional, physical health. Yeah. So what are some other ideas and concepts that you see out there that's really changing the landscape of uh of the world the kingdom the external kingdom that we're trying to uh that's a good that's replicate. a good question um i would look at the domains of government um so one that is out there for all the entrepreneurs in terms of providing them with health care and getting them access to is a freelancer union i thought that was a powerful uh demonstration of organizing people who were originally disorganized because mm. you're an entrepreneur, you're working on your business, you're not part of a large entity yet, and making sure that entrepreneurs are able to access health insurance in that way. Um, and education, man, I've actually moved away from just the traditional education space. I just believe that uh, I have a lot of brothers and sisters who are teaching online courses, and mm. and 
they're teaching them for a fraction. They're still thousands of dollars, 2000 et cetera, but they're a fraction of what you would have paid for liberal arts education. Mm. And so liberal arts, liberal arts education, it will cost you, right? And that's where a lot of people are caught up in student debt. Uh, whereas liberation arts education, which is what's being taught, which is what you and I teach, et cetera, we're teaching you how to get free. Mm. And, and so I see a whole bunch of people who are not only doing it in real life but and being practitioners, but also teachers of it. When you mm. go to institutions of higher education, a lot of them are teachers of it, but they're not practitioners of it anymore. And so to have a new type of teacher who operates in this way, um, I think is really powerful. And there's platforms like Teachable that allow mm. for you to teach, Udemy, et cetera, yeah. um, Coursera, but um, they- Kajabi. Uh, yeah, Kajabi. So there's platforms, but it's more about the way education is shifting. Of course, you can't get a student loan for uh, some of these online courses. You can get PayPal credits and things of that nature. Um, but uh, I think that that's powerful in terms of education. Um, healthcare, obviously, you are a leader in that space and i can't wait to see you blow up we talked about your business model and your pricing strategy and things of that nature to bring it to more people um and uh realist i've actually been racking my head around what's the next innovation of real estate real estate hasn't um evolved significantly in mm. a long time except for you know smart homes are still using the same what about uh what about what they're doing with uh crowdfunding People doing crowdfunding and offering dividends or stuff like oh, yeah, that yeah, on yeah, real estate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, Anthony Kimball and I we raised a crowd fund for the Buyback okay. Baton Rouge Fund. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm an investor in actually four major real estate crowd funds uh, mm -hmm. across the country, um, and uh, I believe in that bottle the ability to aggregate resources to buy larger properties and developments and execute those in mm -hmm. ways that you could likely could not have done as an individual. So yes, the um, the Jobs Act uh, allowing um, people to do reg cf crowd funds um, she was like you can raise about five million a year uh one point what is it one point zero seven one point zero seven for reg cf i think it's one point zero seven for reg cf um and then but when you have accredited investors uh you have you have freedom and yeah. no cap on that so right. uh that has definitely been powerful and as a leader of a fund a real estate development fund um it's it's been it's allowed us to uh, do things in Baton Rouge that we would not have been able to do if we just did it on our own. And it's also given us uh, people who are not accredited investors access to be part and to come to the table. Because, right. for instance, like, you know, there's a lot of uh, companies like Uber. Let's say you let's say you were at the table when you could have invested twenty five thousand dollars in Uber when it started. Right. You might have had twenty five racks and been like, here you go. But guess what? If you didn't, you weren't in the room and you weren't at that table, then you would have never got that opportunity. And so, um, yeah, so, and, we, and we've raised uh, money on crowdfunding, and we're probably, I'm up in the air whether I'm gonna go back to crowdfunding, yeah, or just just do regulation D, yeah, and credit it, you know. But I may do both. But yeah, it gave our people access to be able to say, well, I want to invest into Inception. You yes. Know? So that's that's a that's another way I think that's changing the landscape and how we can manifest internally outwardly where all of us have yeah you know like this idea like you can't you can't feel what you want to feel in your life because that's really what it comes down to is like we playing this we're in this big arcade game and we got tokens of how we want to <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's really what it is like i got more tokens to experience more experiences and feel more feelings than what you felt that's what it comes down 100%. to right this is what we arguing about you got the opportunity to have feelings 
that I didn't have, mm. that I can't have. That's really what, what it boils down to when it comes down to scarcity. You get to feel something that I can't. Mm. So I think having uh, us do the inner work, manifest out really have these things like the banks and, and just make it, make it where we all can have the feelings that we want to create and experience. Yes, 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 yes. You know? So any vision, um, any vision will scale according to the amount of belief. Right. Now, the vision typically starts with the belief of the individual who got the vision. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to get team members to believe, investors to believe, customers to believe, this is how visions expand. Mm-hmm. And so let's just take Tesla, for example, or Apple when their iPhone originally came out. They got enough people to believe in something that created so much momentum that these would become staples in our lives for a long period of time. And mm-hmm. so the belief uh, a great leadership is not just about, um, uh, about how you lead your team and your management style. It's about how much belief you're mm-hmm. able to create in among other people who are also committed to that vision. And when they believe in that vision, when you win, when Apple wins, when Tesla wins, et cetera, like I'm a, I'm a, I got a Tesla, right? So when Tesla wins or, or something good happens, I get to be part of that feeling. Do I have mm. the equity that Elon Musk has in Tesla? No, I do no, not. Right. But I get to benefit from that feeling, right? Um, so uh, you get the new uh, iWatch or whatnot, and, and they make an innovation or upgrade, and now you get to walk around and be like, yeah, I get to benefit from that feeling of being part of this collective. And so uh, mm-hmm. that's what ownership and um, that's what ownership, I believe, offers. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it offers us all an opportunity to be part of something and access that feeling when one thing happens here, it actually has a ripple that affects many people in a positive way. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, even now you see the way stocks move and a lot of people playing stock options, things of that nature. It's just based on belief shifting. Yeah. I believe it's going up. I believe it's going down. And it's all emotion driven. It's all emotion. It's not even backed by the balance sheet anymore. Right. The stock market is no longer backed by the balance sheet. It's backed by a news report here mm-hmm. and Somebody this. Somebody says something. And, you know, we, we're going into, you know, what we're talking about is freedom. One of the things we're talking about is freedom. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as an entrepreneur, that's why I really wanted to be an entrepreneur more than anything is mm-hmm. I wanted what? My freedom. Yeah. But it's freedom. Uh, so people have different definitions of freedom. For some people, freedom is this. For some people, freedom is kicking their feet up on the beach. For me, freedom is just the ability to walk in my God-given purpose every single day without worrying about money. And, and that's, unta- that's called autonomy for me. Hey, okay, I want to live. I'm going to go to Florida. Don't yeah. mean I ain't working. It does not mean I'm somewhere else. And somebody didn't dictate what I can do when I can't do. Right. Mm. And I can't, oh, I'm going oh, to spend the next three months dancing. Yeah. You know? It's the demonopolization de- of self. And time. That's happening. We're selling our most, we're selling something limited, which is our time, mm-hmm. for something that is unlimited, which is money. Yeah. <laughs> something that they print by the millions and billions every single year. That's just, uh, and that's the worst stock trade that you could ever make and many people especially when you go to the corporate plantation you're selling your time at wholesale prices to that employer this is why they're getting a discount on your time right and on top of that the u.s dollar most people don't know it's 75 percent cotton Mm. so people think that we slavery is done no it's just adapted right you're still picking cotton on a daily basis you're getting bales of cotton for your master and every two weeks you get a ration yeah right and Cash is the lowest yielding asset in the entire world. 
I mean that that system. I mean the slavery system just transformed itself. That's all it did. You know, it was like you know if if you're smart, <laughs> if you got any level of smarts, and you're like, oh, these people, they're trying to push back and they want their freedom. Okay, cool. Let's give them their idea of what they think freedom is. Their idea of what they think it is, and we're gonna create all of these little things that's gonna never let them allow them to be free because they don't have the consciousness to even see it. Facts. If we would have got land over, I don't want reparations in the form of money. I don't want your worthless monopoly money. Right. I would rather land. All right. I would have rather, if we would have had our 40 acres and a mule, oh, we would have been straight. We'd have mm-hmm. been straight long time ago, right? Because when you think about it, land is God's greatest gift to man. It came before life. Right. God gave us land before life. So. Right. And that's the earth. And that's the earth. The other life giving substance, the other temple that God that lives in. That we don't in. take care of. <laughs> at all. Uh, well, we've been living in so many cement buildings in, in our community that we actually don't know and have no relationship to the land anymore. Bro, that's that's something something we're going to have to talk about off air, too, because I'm interested in creating uh, inception living spaces, making more natural living spaces, mm-hmm. you know? Environment is everything. Bamboo walls, you know, non-toxic paints. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to change the whole thing over. Yeah. If you really tapped into that thing that we're talking about, yeah. that God that you are, yeah. that means everything out here needs to be working collectively. My 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 body doesn't work against me. You know? Yeah. My heart is not working against any other organ in my body. Yeah. And if it looked like it is, I guarantee you it's not what you think it is. It's the body not having the resources and that's what's necessary to keep you alive and it's going to need to pull from this and it, and then the other thing going to need to pull from that. Yeah. But when you tap into that temple, yeah, that kingdom, then what does this kingdom look like outwardly? That's why I've been push, pushing this like this, you know, mental health. And you can see it as mental health, but it's really mental health, it's spiritual health, it's physical health. It's all of the yeah. levels and layers of health, you know? Yeah. See... That, and I think that's what it means. Uh, that, I think that's what it means by the temple. Uh, the temple will come down. It's the outward temple that will mm-hmm. come down. It, Jesus wasn't fixated on the brick building that his disciples were looking at. Mm-hmm. It's not about these outward things. It's about the temple that is within here, and, and we can rebuild that. And mm-hmm. th- that's what Inception does. It gives you opportunity to re- rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, Inception. If I was here in Detroit, Inception would be. A, a weekly ritual as opposed to I'm doing the one day experience today, but it would be it would have to become a ritual, a part mm-hmm. of my life, a part of my way of being for me to get the full the fullness of the benefit. It is that for you because you show up to that environment and to that space and have mm-hmm. access to those technologies every single day. For me right now, I access meditation, I access mm-hmm. prayer, I access affirmation, I access visualization, I access basketball, right? These are the things that I do to stay plugged in to mm-hmm. the source, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the, uh, we're, we're getting there. But in terms of like the real estate thing, um, we have to, the biggest thing to get to that kind of building because um, there are actually some innovations like sit panels and things of that nature that are more environmentally friendly than some of the materials that we're using. But uh, we're going to need the cities to actually allow us to rezone Mm-hmm. Some of these lots in order to build in that kind of way. Uh, right now, even tiny homes are, are struggling to expand in the way that they could because uh, some cities perceive them as the next step up from trailer parks. 
Mm. And so they don't see it as something that's going to bring abundance, especially when the city benefits off of property taxes, right? Right. You so they, 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 they want a bigger situation, right? <laughs> bigger. <laughs> see, but see how it's like we fight ourselves? These are disincentives, yeah. These yeah. are disincentives that uh, cause us to not move forward. And people say, well, why do you not take insurance? What? <laughs> you know how much red tape and nonsense is involved in that game. Mm. And trust me, I'm going on 15 years. It's a lot of it. And I've I've tried. Yeah. But you better off saying, you know what? It's better self-pay for self yep. than mm. work, wait for health care to take care of you. If you wait for health care to take care of you, then you may not have any health. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean that that people have not benefited from having health care. That doesn't mean. But when we're talking about preventative and longevity. Yeah. Or or uh, was corrective like nah yeah 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 <laughs> you know that's more mitigating you know yeah um, so I think uh, I think maybe as um, muscle mass starts to deteriorate uh, naturally around thirty or when somebody sees somebody in their family go through some physical or health issues that's when the wake up call happens for them and we just have to figure out how to uh, reprogram the mind not just only in the health space but. Uh, in any domain to actually be in a more preventative thing without it being fear preventative. Like, yeah. oh, I'm fearful of this happening, so I'm going to start doing this now. No, this is actually what is best for me. It feels good for me to do this. Um, I feel at a higher level of consciousness and a greater state of being when I'm doing this. We we have to figure out how to get people to access the kingdom here and now mm-hmm. as opposed because many people have it out there in the future. And so that that is our challenge um, to change behavior now. That is our yeah. challenge. Yeah, because it goes back down again to that subconscious part, that yeah. that story you talked about yeah. with Esau. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we, how do we, you know, trick the mind? You got to, you got to take control of that that ninety eight percent because yep. that ninety eight percent of subconscious is is ruling. Oh you. my goodness! It pro- for the subconscious mind processes forty million bits of information per second. The conscious mind only processes forty bits of information per second. So we think that, but the beautiful thing about it is that the conscious mind has executive power right. over the conscious mind when used properly. But if you try to win off a of willpower in your conscious mind alone, you are going to lose that battle. Over and over and over again. But if you can harness the power of the subconscious mind by reprogramming in the right way mm-hmm. to access the feeling now, to make it feel as real now, and and then the subconscious mind says, oh, I want more of that. And then you're going to see that your natural behaviors and your life, life change. So it's not just information. Right now we're in the information age and mm-hmm. people think that information coming from outside is what's actually going to change them. But what really causes the change is not the information that came in. It's when you change your identity back to the I am. When your identity changes that I'm not poor, I'm actually a millionaire. Even if a million dollars is not in your bank account now and you actually truly believe that identity, when the thought, the emotion, and the belief come together, those three things, then you will start to see your life unfold and manifest naturally in that way. Um, So it's not just about information change. It's about identity change. Mm. Um, When I I step into uh, the identity that I am, that my body is a temple, um, that I am a healer, or that I am, uh, that I am, I am healthy. Mm-hmm. When I step into that identity, then my behaviors have to change. So a lot of people try to start with doing, then having, then being. This is where you get the whole notion mm-hmm. of fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to uh, look like I have it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to do some of the things that I'm seeing these people do, but I still don't feel it. My being and my behavior hasn't changed. But if you just started with the being, the be first. You start with the be first. Be do have. Be do have. We do have, but we do, we do it backwards. 
We try to fake it till we make it. Oh, I'm going to look like this. I'm yeah. going to drive this kind of car. I'm going to try to tr trick my mind in that way. And uh, you don't have to go through all that. And, and people not even trying to trick their mind per se. They're trying to just, they're just tricking other people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not working. Yeah. And it's not working. You faith it till you make it. You ain't got to fake it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. And it's like moving from the, the internet to the internet. Facts. You know? Again, Facts. that information is there. It's already there. It's man. already there. I mean, you know, all those cells in our body, like this energy can never be created or destroyed, only transformed. This body has lived for billions of years. Yeah. All that information that's in there. Historic. You know, they've been able to put a xenobite. From a DNA. Into a DNA. All that information. So what's already in there? <laughs> you know? How many bytes of information? But you know, you know, crystals hold hold uh, memory. No, I didn't know. No, no, I didn't know. I'm not. I'm not into that world yet. Man, crystals hold memory. Like mm -hmm. they they want to create synthetic diamonds first of all to use in uh as for processors. Mm. You know, but crystals hold memory. I mean, that CD really is a form of a crystalline Got structure. Got you. You know, our bodies, water holds memory. What is the body mostly made up of? Water. Water. It's holding memory. So what's in there? Typically what's in there is what's on the surface is what was in your environment all that time when mm. we was growing up. Mm -hmm. That's still on the surface. You you ain't even got past the, 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 the depth of it. Yeah. That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You know? And so when people say do the inner work, it's like, well, that's what we're talking about. Driving down deep into that, to the to the What's under there? Yeah. Uh, I, the best metaphor that I've been able to create to explain it to folks, um, and again, this idea of going inward, right, um, has literally changed my life. And it's like, look, if you're watching a movie and you don't like it, you can boo. You can throw popcorn at the movie screen. You can even go slash the screen if you want. But guess what? It does not change the fact that the movie is still playing. If you want to a different experience then you have to go up into the projection room, which is here, mm. and change the film. Mm. You doing things in the outward world, marching, trying to convince this person, trying to change this over here, trying to change this system. You doing, that's all in the outer world, and this is why it's not working, because you haven't got to the root, which is actually your perception and the film that is playing up in here. And so if we really want change, we have to go inward and change our perception. You realize this example of perception, this iPhone, this was here when the pyramids were built. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's energy, right? It's energy and every single ingredient that was needed for in, in here, the magnesium, all that stuff, it was already here on Earth. Right. We just couldn't perceive it at that time. Right. And so the real change agent is actually the shift in perception. Because if somebody could have perceived this at that moment in time, then the iPhone could have been here when the pyramids were built. Yeah. And so we have to shift our perception because all, all is already here. Everything. Everything is always present, always will be present. You always were and will be everything that you're supposed to be in this moment in time. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. I, I say that so much. That's what the Solomon. Uh I believe it's Solomon or Pro yeah. Proverbs. Yeah, nothing new under the sun. Yeah. It's it's all present, man. And I it took me a while to like I hear these I heard these concepts. Yeah. You know, but it's one thing to hear the concepts, and it's one thing to, to, to live the concepts. Yeah, the truth alone will not set you free. 
A right. lot of people know the truth, and we still know the truth, and we don't act on it. Acting on the truth will set you free. That is the only that's, thing. That's what I said about all these red flags going out there. I said it's amazing how many people are able to see red flags but can't Ooh. stop. Bars. You saw a red flag, but did you? Did that cause you to take a pause? Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. I know so many people. I'm telling them, look, this, no. But they can't. You can't. You can't tell them until they're able to see it. But you want to know why? Um, is because, uh, especially like for dating, as an example, if I see red flags in somebody else, I know I have red flags in me, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to. I don't want to feel rejected for red flags that I may cause for another person, and so that's where I think it's actually. I look at it positively because I think it's um, our compassion, knowing that uh, the person across the table from us may not be perfect. <laughs> I don't think, in my experience, people, yeah. bro, people ain't thinking like that at all. Okay. People not thinking about just, it's, well, I got red flags in me. Mm. People thinking about, people, how we should think about it is that the red flags that we're seeing is a, is a cause to heal, for one. Because you like this person for a reason. You resonate with this person yeah, for yeah, a reason. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're attracting this person for a reason. Correct. You only can attract what you are, right? Fact. So what is it in them that's, that, that causes you to look in the mirror and look at that, what's going on in you? Mm. But then from moving on, because I don't think red flags are about, here's a red flag, stop. But here's a consistent level of red flags, gotcha. yeah. stop. Yeah. This is not going to be healthy. And then when you don't stop, now you into something that's codependent. And that's what you needed to solve to begin with. It's trying to move you from codependency to interdependency. But you need this person. Back to that feeling, right? Mm. Well, this person got something that I need. And typically from from a man's standpoint, we look at what? We look at a lot of physical uh, attributes. And we're like, well, if I got this this woman and she fine and she this and she that, and that's going to raise my social currency and I'm going to feel better about myself and back down to that. It's like, yeah, but she she treating you like crap, bro. Mm. And you're allowing it. And the same things, too, on the other side. You ever seen a woman in an abusive relationship? Well, I deserve that. You deserved it. You deserve to be beat. Why? Because back to the subconscious, it's something in that programming where they believe that that's what they deserve. But I don't think people, just from my estimation of what I've worked with when people... They ain't coming from your level of uh, compassion and empathy why you would mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> I'm stopping, bro, because I know you got red flags and I would have red flags too, so I'm going to be empathetic. Yeah. No, man. Well, that... what if you came to the table and was like, here's my red flags, bro, what are yours? Bro, due to the day, yo, what? Everybody putting out their green flags on the first. I'm, I'm starting to put out green flags <laughs> for people to understand, but man, people people ain't on that level, Julian, when they come into the table like, look, here's my here's my things. You know, I'm very open. I'm honest. Here are my flags. Let me see your <laughs> flags. And, you know, let's work through these flags. Let's go get our consciousness right. <laughs> you know, let's go to therapy off rip so right, we can right, really right, start right, to right, understand right. each other. No, man. But that's it's not just romantic relationships. That's every that's, that's every type of relationship. Yeah. Uh, that's every type of relationship. Yeah, especially in business. Business partnership. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. It's, 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 it's business partnership. But I seen it like, man, that's. That's as deep as a real romantic relationship. You spend more time with your business partner and money involved, all that. Because, it, yeah, it's money involved. So, <laughs> bro, man, anything else? Any other last parable you want to break oh, down goodness. for us? You got another one? Uh, speaking of money, so 
when um when Jesus overturned the tables in the temple, right? Mm. We already said the temple is where, right? Right. And he overturned the tables of the money changers. And so these are the people who are always focused on um, money. And he said, uh, you've turned, uh, my father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer, right? And so what that's really saying is that our mind and our temple is not supposed to be constantly focused on money. Mm. We're supposed to stay in a constant state of prayer. That's what Paul said. We're supposed to be in constant prayer and connection and communication. Mm. Like you said, downloading the cloud. We're supposed to, that connection, we want that to stay in touch. And that we know that when we seek you first, the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added unto us. And so, um, yeah, uh, wealth consciousness is when you reach the state where you no longer even think about money. You take no thought about money. You trust that your mother, father, God is going to provide and supply you with everything that you need. When you woke up this morning, you didn't worry if there's going to be enough oxygen for you. Right. Even if there was an entire marathon that ran outside in front of your house this morning and the thousands of people just ran by, you didn't were you were like, oh, man, I don't know if there's going to be enough oxygen today. You mm. trusted that your creator, your mother, father, God was going to provide you with enough oxygen for you to do what you needed to do. Mm. The same thing with money. You've achieved wealth consciousness when you get to a point where you no longer worry about money and you trust that when you're showing up and walking in alignment with your purpose, that all your needs will be met. And um and I want as many people as possible to move from poverty consciousness to that level of wealth consciousness where money is not a dictator of how they move in their life. And that's the inner wealth. That is it. Till next time, guys. La, 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 You've been la, listening to the la, Inner Wealth la, Podcast la, on EYL. La, 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 la. If I can make Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Raz Cass, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.